Hello? I say, is anyone in here? Welcome to the house of IDP. IDP? Crikey! What the blazes is that? In the house of IDP, we follow all players on both sides of the ball. On the Read and React podcast, we tackle everything you need to know to build a championship defense for your fantasy team. That sounds terrifying. Don't you need to spend hundreds of hours learning all about defensive players? IDP is an ancient evil, but also the future. Listen to the Read and React, and we will arm you with all the arcane knowledge you need to defeat your enemies. Wowzers! You mean you distill a huge amount of information about the hundreds of players in the NFL so that your listeners can dominate their leagues? What will that cost me? The podcast is free, but once IDP sinks its flaming hooks into you, it will steal your soul! You're listening to the Dynasty League Football Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome back to another episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. You're listening to episode 307. I am your host this week, Matt Price, with my buddies, as always, Ryan McDowell and Dan Myler. Ryan, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Looking forward to talking to you guys tonight. Dan, how about you, buddy? Yeah, everything's good. Uh, another good episode on the way. Yeah, we're going to be digging into rookies a little bit more, just as we have basically since the end of the NFL draft. But we're going to do it from a little bit different perspective this time. Uh, this week, we're going to be looking at where these rookies fit in amongst startup ADP, or average draft position. So not just doing a, like a straight rookie draft. We're going to be looking at players surrounding each of our rookies at each of the positions. And not just across the, the singular position. We're going to be looking at basically the entire startup ADP. So just because... Uh, you have a court rookie quarterback that doesn't mean other other quarterbacks are being drafted around them so we're going to be looking at those veterans and kind of talking about how we see these rookies fitting in with the, this, these groupings of players and, and maybe talk about the the way we prefer them as well and then at the end of each category we're gonna have a little bit of a game uh, just to preview that a little bit if you guys are familiar with the around the league podcast um, there's a writer on there named Chris Wessling, who I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with from Twitter. He actually has a, a Fantasyland episode uh, that, that dropped a little bit a while ago because he, he dealt with esophageal cancer. So it's all about detailing his, his fight with that. But anyway, the point of mentioning that is that uh, he has this thing called the Dalton scale, where every year they basically pick the quarterback, which is like the, kind of like the median line of the last like uh, uh, starter that you would want as an NFL franchise. And, and they kind of revise that every year this year. I think uh, Andy Dalton is actually below the Dalton line. Um, so it's just the title for that kind of scale. So what we're going to be doing is kind of applying that to dynasty fantasy football and talking about the basically the least comfortable starter that we would want to start uh, from a dynasty standpoint at, at each of those position groups uh, to kind of give you guys an idea if you're shooting. Hey, I, I want the last possible starter at running back, you know, where you can aim aim uh, the, for those in, in your rookie drafts and startup drafts. So that's the format for today. We're going to go ahead and dig in right right away guys with the quarterbacks 
So the first group here, uh, of course, uh, the first two quarterbacks in May ADP that went off the board in, in rookie drafts were Lamar Jackson at 142 and Baker Mayfield just behind him at 143. I have to imagine once we hit uh, uh, June that maybe Mayfield is going to go above Jackson here. But the other players that are surrounding them in the ADP are from the range 140 to 145 here. We have Derek Carr coming in at 140, Matt Ryan at 141, Lamar Jackson at 142, Baker Mayfield at 143, Marshawn Lynch over the running back position at 144, and Kalen of another rookie, at 145, Dan. So I guess out of this group, do you feel like Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield are, are properly valued amongst this group in a, in a one-quarterback league? And if not, which of these guys would you prefer? For above them at these at this, these spots, uh, you know, in the in the 140s in terms of startup ADP. Yeah, this is probably most likely the most interesting one that we're we're going to talk about. And we're going to lead off with it. I, I I dug a little bit deeper and looked at other players around around that ADP, and it, and the three guys in front of this group of six that you talked about are Dak Prescott, Mitchell Trubisky, and Drew Brees. So it's a really interesting group for sure. Uh, Matt Ryan being sandwiched in there, and I, I know you can say what you want about last year and, and how he made Dynasty owners cringe just a little bit coming off his big season the year before, uh, but he's the outlier to me. That's the name that really catches my eye, especially as a Dynasty owner that typically likes to win now and have that guy that I can trust in my lineup every week. We're talking about a couple of rookie quarterbacks that are very interesting and guys that I'm chasing in most of my leagues, particularly super flex leagues with Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. I like those guys a lot. It seems to me if I was in this predicament and, and picking right around 140 and it was time to take a quarterback, I had waited and I wanted to take one right now. Most likely I would land with Matt Ryan if if the guys I, I mentioned, like Drew Brees, were already taken, I'd probably go with Ryan. Uh, but Jackson and Mayfield are, are certainly right beh- behind them. Yeah, I, I agree that Ryan seems like the most comfortable here, and he's probably going to rebound a little bit from his production last season. There's been a lot of studies saying that he wasn't necessarily as bad as as his numbers and, on the, and how he looked on the field. So, uh, Ryan, your thoughts on this group here? Would you take these rookies over everybody in this range? No, I don't think I could either. I, I, I agree with you guys. Ryan just always seems like the best choice, right? Um, <laughs> but in this group, it's really interesting to see Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan there, and, and Dan mentioned some of the other quarterbacks e- even just a little bit ahead of this group, specifically Breeze, and, and comparing those guys to the rookies, Jackson and Mayfield. It's it really since we're talking startup ADP and we're talking I mean we're essentially talking team building. It, it comes down to is this your QB one or your QB two right? If if you have waited this long into the into the one forties and you haven't drafted a quarterback, then you probably need to look at Matt Ryan or uh, I think Dan mentioned Dak Prescott or, or uh, Trubisky. Uh, well, actually Trubisky, I guess we could throw into the rookies as real relatively unproven but if you've already taken uh taken a quarterback and now you're just looking for that high upside backup then you could make the case for jackson or mayfield or trubisky over matt ryan or over Derek carr but uh, i don't think it's really a competition or, or a question between the quarterbacks that we're discussing and these running backs at the end i'd easily want all the quarterbacks over uh, marshawn lynch or kalen balaj 
Yeah, and and potentially, you know, you could go, you could do a backwards draft there with the quarterbacks too. Like, let's say you just waited and waited. You take one of these two upside rookies, and then Philip Rivers. I know I didn't mention him in this range, but he's coming off the board at one sixty one point eight three, so a couple of rounds really after these guys. So potentially, you could take one of these upstart rookies and then come back with Philip Rivers and be looking pretty good in a one quarterback league. Let's move on to the next group here. We have Josh Rosen as the quarterback three amongst rookies. Coming off the board at 165, two players in front of him, Zay Jones at 163 and Chris Carson at 164. Following Rosen is Traquan Smith and Equinamia St. Brown, another couple of rookies there. So in this particular grouping, I don't even think it's close, Ryan. Uh, Josh Rosen all the way for me here, right? Yeah, Rosen easily over over this collection of, of guys. Uh, sorry, Dan. Rose, <laughs> Rosen over Zay Jones pretty easily still. I, I mean, this is what happens and with the quarterbacks in a startup and, and whether it's mocks like we're looking at here with the ADP or actual start or an actual startup draft, you get guys who have already taken their quarterback or they're just simply happy to, to wait as long as possible on uh, the quarterback position. And then you're comparing and you're looking, you're making decisions like this. Do I take my sixth running back or do I take my second quarterback? And uh, it, it's a pretty easy decision here. As much as I like Zay Jones, I, I can't agree with you guys more. The The name of the other four that were mentioned here that kind of caught my eye was Traquan Smith because I, I am a fan and I do see the upside there. That said, even in one quarterback leagues, if I'm picking uh, in, in a rookie draft, no matter what what my roster looks like, I'm, I'm taking Rosen over Smith in most of those leagues. So uh, unless, unless in this startup I've already – address the quarterback position twice and, and need to go to wide receiver or another position. It, Rosen's the, the clear winner of this group. Let's move on to the next group. It gets, it gets more disgusting the farther we go down here, guys. <laughs> so the next, the next rookie, the fourth one off the board here is Sam Darnold. He's surrounded by Antonio Callaway at 173, Dixon at 174, Darnold himself at 175, Curtis Samuel at 176, and Tyrell Williams at 177. We'll go back to you, Dan, here. This one might be a little bit more uh, of a choice here. We've got an attractive rookie receiver up there and a couple of uh, uh, receivers at the bottom that uh, that you know have some upside for 2018. So where are you going here? Yeah, there, there's some youth among this group, of course, as well. I, I still lean towards the quarterback. And obviously, again, like Ryan said before, when we spoke about Rosen, this depends completely on how you've built your team and and where you're at. If if you're looking for a second quarterback and this seems to be the time to to pull the trigger, Darnold is a nice prospect. And and that seems like a value to me, even in that one quarterback league. Um, So he's, again, the name that sticks out to me now. If you're if you're still willing to wait, if you happen to have gotten the young guy early and are still waiting on that next quarterback, uh, those other names that you mentioned are intriguing. I'm not quite as much of a Callaway fan as some others, and and there are dynasty owners out there that are going to bang the table for Curtis Samuel as well as well as Tyrell Williams who's a nice player and seems like a pretty good value at 177. This is a pretty nice group. I, if In a vacuum, though, Darnold is the name that, that pops off to me. Are either of you guys, because I feel like we're in the quarterback three range now uh, in, in terms of dynasty startups, so are either of you guys taking a third quarterback and say, you know, like a, a regular roster size league, like say if it's 20 to 25 roster spots, are you guys taking a third quarterback in general? It seems like in 25 
roster spot leagues, there's room for a third guy if you really want to. Now, if if you built your team with a, a really aging veteran, Tom Brady is your starting quarterback, and, and maybe you picked maybe you picked Lamar Jackson or one of the Trubisky or one of those other younger quarterbacks and you want to add a third guy just in case that that backup young guy doesn't quite uh, turn out like you like you thought he might then I can see adding a guy like Darnold or maybe Josh Allen or, or one of the other second year quarterbacks or something like that typically though there's only room for two on my rosters even though I'm I'm the I'm the kind of dynasty owner that does like to go after those vets, the Drew Brees and the Tom Brady's of the world. Yeah, in this group, um, I actually do prefer Callaway over Darnold. I do think it's close. Uh, Matt, what you said uh, is part of my reasoning. I do feel like it's quarterback three range as far as Darnold. Um, he certainly not a guy you would draft to be your your second guy at this point um obviously with really with all these rookies we're not sure what their uh, short-term playing status is going to be so no problem taking darnold as a as a third guy Uh, and and back to your other question matt i I do like to draft guys like that i mean this time last year you could have had trubisky in this range and even even after a poor season, he's gained a ton of value. You could easily sell him for a second rounder right now. And that's kind of how I see it. I, I think with these rookie quarterbacks, especially, well, really almost any rookies, guys like Darnold, guys like Antonio Callaway, who I would take here, they don't have to do much to be able to flip them for a second rounder. So if you're in, what, the 170s overall, getting a little bit late in that draft to to be able to look at that draft pick as getting a free second rounder, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I think I lean towards Callaway here too. Um, Samuels and Williams, you know, throw a, throw a dart at the board. Kenneth Dixon, I don't know. For some reason, I keep coming back to Kenneth Dixon a little bit. I feel like he's going to... He's going he's gonna to have something to say about that Baltimore backfield. I know we all think it's Alex Collins, the big winner, coming out of the NFL draft. But, you know, the, the, the coaching staff liked him at one point. They liked to throw to the running back. Dixon is a good receiver, maybe even better out of the backfield than, than uh, uh, Alex Collins for sure. And I know Javorius Allen is still hanging around there as well. But I don't know. There's something, something about me that says that Dixon might have a, a say this year in 2018. But let's jump to this last group of quarterbacks. Uh, we have Josh Allen as the fifth quarterback off the board, of course all the way down at pick 233 in a startup, uh, which is basically the end of the draft because we go to 240 in these things. Um, so 231, CJ Procise, 232, Matt Collins, Josh Allen at 233, Vance McDonald, 234, and Josh Reynolds of the LA Rams at 235. Well, back to you, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> is, is, is Do you want any of them? Even, even Is Allen somebody you would even want at this end of your draft here? Yeah, I mean, these drafts that – the mock drafts that we base the um, ADP on are 20 rounds. Uh, I, I would not roster him on a 20, uh, on a 20 man team. Um, I wouldn't really roster any of these guys. So again, we're, we're certainly talking about late options. Most of my leagues are 25 players or more. So Allen would be an option in that format uh, as would Vance McDonald. That would be the other guy that I would, I would consider here. But uh, if I'm just picking one from this group, it probably would be Allen again with that same mindset that I would be able to flip him for a second though. In his case, I I do think that would be more difficult since there is so much 
so much hate out there. I think I think he would have to far outperform Darnold or guys like that to to move up to that value range. It's interesting to me because Allen seems to be getting all this hate, and I compare it not because of the time they were in their career, but just strictly based on the the hate that you hear, whether it be on Twitter or in rankings or on podcasts or whatever, uh, a little bit to how people wrote off Jared Goff after his rookie season. People people hated that guy. It seemed like he was almost un, untradeable in some leagues, particularly one quarterback leagues. And, and people were so down on him that he was almost free. And that's where we are with Josh Allen at this point. Now, he hasn't had his rookie season to play like Goff played, but they they compare similarly to me. And then Goff had that big year, and now he's an equal to some of these young quarterbacks that we want to build around and are looking forward to seeing more from. So um, I I don't think it would take a whole lot for Josh Allen to, to... jump up rankings and suddenly be a super flex quarterback too. Uh, now you can say what you want about the, the players around him and the skill players and the pass catchers and that offensive line that's taken a step back, but he's the obvious choice of this group just simply because of that. And because he's a quarterback and in the limelight and has the high draft status and all those things. So I'm, I'm taking Allen of this group, and I think he fits just fine as that third quarterback in a 25-man roster uh, for sure. The, the only other guys that, like Ryan man, mentioned, Vance McDonald, he's rosterable in a 25-man in uh, roster. And then Mac Hollins is, is a guy that has had my attention a few times. I know in Philadelphia, Jeffrey's there and, and Aguilar's there, and now they added Mike Wallace. So it, and Ertz is always there, of course, as well. So there's not a lot of balls to go around. Seems like that coaching staff likes him a little bit. And in true dynasties with big rosters, he's a guy that I'm throwing a dart at and taking for free and just to see what happens. I'm, I'm not expecting a whole lot, though. Uh, but of the group, it's, it's Josh Allen for sure. So what I'm hearing is that C.J. Procise is, is dead, right? <laughs> There's, he, still has, he still has a lot of truthers out there. but uh, I tried to stay it's on the bandwagon, like Matt. I really yeah. did. But I, it's... It, it feels like some of the the Tyler Eifert, you know, thing. Like, at some point, you have to be on the field to have a fan outside of his <laughs> yeah. mom, you know. Yeah. So, I, if I can't see him on the field in a couple of seasons, it's hard to stay on the bandwagon. It's true. I mean, we're talking about him below guys like J.D. McKissick at this point. So, oh. yeah, how sad. Um all right, so we finished up with these top five rookie quarterbacks, and so now we're going to play that game I alluded to, a little mini game uh, based on Chris Wessling's Dalton scale. And from this, pers- from this, for this purpose, we're going to be doing it from a dynasty perspective, and we're actually going to flip to, to superflex or two quarterback leagues just to make it a little bit more interesting, you guys. Um, so I, what I want to know from you, assuming that you have a competitive dynasty team that is looking to compete and potentially win in 2018. What is the least comfortable starter that you would like to have uh, as your quarterback two in a super flex league? We'll start with Ryan. So I don't know. This may be interesting. Maybe Dan disagrees, but I don't think my, my answer actually differs if it's two quarterback or if it's one quarterback. Um, I would want this player as uh, this would be the last option as my starter. So in, in either format, uh, and I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger. He's 
Um, he's outside of that QB two range now. Um, quarterback twenty five on our latest dynasty ADP. I think he's in the one eighties overall. Uh, so obviously a value there. I'm I'm still comfortable with him as my starter in a one quarterback league, and if I'm in a super flex league, if he's my second starter, uh, I feel just fine about that as well. Yeah, that's an interesting answer, and I generally I I agree with that. I think I think my answer is going to be a little bit more vague though, and it, it's going to combine all these veteran quarterbacks that have slipped to the into the twenties in our ADP and, and some even a little bit lower than that, maybe. Uh, so Philip rivers is an interesting guy to me and, and Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Alex Smith is a guy that these guys that are in their thirties and dynasty owners are, are making maybe turning their backs to them a little bit. Uh, it, it seems like those guys are values and you could pick them up for re- relatively cheap. I love those guys as your second quarterback in a super flex. In fact, I build around that regularly uh, so, so those are the guys I'm, I'm targeting and, and I feel really good about. So just, to, just to throw out some names around those, you guys, uh, you said, Ryan, you said Roethlisberger at 25. So just below him, we have Alex Smith and Blake Bortles and Andy Dalton. None of these guys you would want to have as your quarterback too. Nope. <laughs> no, wouldn't, wouldn't okay. feel good about those. See, I, See, I feel I don't maybe call me crazy, but I still feel okay with Bortles as that second spot. I know the job security thing is the big thing for him, but it seems like he no matter how terrible he looks on the field, he's still putting up top ten fantasy numbers every year. So I think I would probably drop to Bortles for me, who is coming in at quarterback. 27 right now in May ADP. I think the the moral of the story here is that even in even a two quarterback for your for that second spot, you you can wait quite a long time. You know, all the way down into the late 20s here, uh, mid 20s, I guess if you want Roethlisberger there. But to have that second quarterback be a be a, a budget option there and still be able to have a field a competitive team seems like to be a, a pretty good option um, from these guys. So, uh, all right. So now we will take a break for our sponsor real quick and hear, hear a word from reality sports online. Hey there, this is Tom Kislingberry of the read and react podcast. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? I know growing up in Surrey, that's all I ever did. Well, now you can, thanks to reality sports online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team, just like an NFL general manager did. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel. It features a revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fancy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent in single or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams, and it's got tons of other cool features in addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contracts extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contracts and salary cut functionality, much, much more. So test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, then use the promo code DLF10 to receive a 10% discount on your team or your league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. And we're back. We're going to jump to the running back position now. Of course, at the top, we have Saquon Barkley, who is already a top six startup pick. He does come in at sixth overall. Surrounding him, we have Ezekiel Elliott at four, Antonio Brown at five, Le'Veon Bell at seven, and David Johnson at eight. Dan, uh, do you want Barkley out of this group, or are you still going to go with one of these guys that we uh, are, are more of a known quantity at the top of your draft? So essentially, the question here is, if you're holding the fourth pick, 
who are you going to take if if it, if if the top three go as as ADP suggests? And you know, I I like all the options, just like every dynasty owner, most likely. And I really like Saquon Barkley, and I love to have him on my team. But I just I can't spend the fourth pick on Saquon Barkley just yet. I'm, I'm probably taking Zeke over him. Uh, I, I'm definitely taking Antonio Brown if my plan is to build a winner right now. And I may even take David Johnson. And, and that's the name that kept coming back to me, especially in a PPR league when I looked at these options. Is And it's kind of crazy because he's the last guy on in the group. But the more I looked at it, if I'm going to go running back at that point, I think I, I think I lean towards David Johnson, although all of these options are great, obviously. Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're probably nitpicking a little bit here, looking at, at five of the top eight overall players. And um, Dan, like you said, we're, we're glad to have any of these guys on our roster, no matter uh, what your plan or your strategy might be. But this is another one of those conversations or, or questions that is going to cause me to look back at my at my current rankings and make sure they reflect my actual thoughts because I think I would take Barkley here. I'm just not <laughs> – I know it, I've been called an ageist and, and things like that, but I would just have a hard time taking a near 30-year-old receiver with a top four or five overall pick, so that would eliminate Brown and, and then – just leaving the running backs. I, I, yeah, like I said, I think it would be Barkley for me. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm more with Dan on this one. I think I would be hard-pressed if I was picking a four to not take Zeke at this point. And, and honestly, I, I think, if I, like Dan said, if I'm building a winner, I might go ahead and take Antonio Brown, mostly because I think where we're at now with, with our Dynasty ADP, I think – I'm more comfortable with the number of running backs we have in the first round or two than I am the, the, the elite wide receiver options, you know, OBJ, Nuke, Brown, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Devonte Adams, you know, these are guys I'm comfortable with as my wide receiver one, but there's a dozen or so running backs at this point that I'd be comfortable with as my wide receiver run. So I might lean towards Antonio Brown here if I was building a winner in, in 2018 in a startup. Um, but I, like you said, we're nitpicking. I think, I think it'd be fine if whoever decided they wanted to take Barkley, even as high as, I mean, I wouldn't want to say one one overall in a startup, but I'm sure it's already happened. So it has. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's just move on to the next guy. A little bit more interesting. Darius Geis here comes in at 31 overall. Uh, surrounding him at 29, Travis Kelsey, Devonta Freeman at 30, T.Y. Helton at 32, Jarvis Landry at 33. Ryan, talk to me about who you would be drafting in this kind of uh, uh, early 30s range. I think this might be the first one where I essentially fully agree with the ADP. I would, I would prefer Kelsey or or Freeman. Over Darius Geis, uh, I think I would take Geis over the wide receivers in this case. My only complaint is I, I would probably take Landry over Hilton, but that's not really part of the question. So, yeah, I like the order here. I would go with – I would prefer Kelsey or Freeman over Darius Geis. I wish you would have sent it to me first, Matt, so it doesn't <laughs> sound like I'm just copying what Ryan says. But that's exactly what what I think as well. However, I would take Hilton over Landry still. Uh, but I'd take him, take him in that order. Kelsey is, you know, essentially the, the best tight end in our game at this point, and ADP reflects it, uh, certainly the best pass-catching tight end uh, and, and fantasy options. So to get that guy here when those are the other options, that, 
that would feel pretty good. I agree with the ADP as well. I mean, for me, I'm going to take all of these guys, all of these veterans over guys. I just, I don't know what's happening there. I feel like Chris Thompson is going to be taking a lot of that, that PPR upside away from him. Um, you know, you got the potential off the field stuff. I think I, out of this group, I would just rather have a known quantity and be comfortable with a running back. I could have gotten probably probably taken one before guys went off the board, and I'm probably taking another one when uh, you know later that I would be more comfortable with than guys at this point. So, I'm taking the veterans here. Let's move on to the next group. Nick Chubb comes in at 37, picked six picks after guys. Uh, surrounding him, Jordan Howard at 35, Rob Gronkowski at 36, Derek Henry at 38, and Alshon Jeffrey at 39. Dan, we'll throw it back to you. Who are you taking from this group of five? So, as I've said on the podcast many times before, I like to build my team with players that can win you the week, make you the highest scoring team in your league that week. That That's what creates a, a W for you. And of this group, the most obvious one that can do that is Rob Gronkowski. So I'm still going to take the veteran here. And you can say what you want about the retirement rumors and, and all the stuff surrounding Rob Gronkowski and the Patriots in general. And there are other ni- nice options here. Jordan Howard, Nick Chubb, of course, as well. And then, you know, people will, will jump on the Derrick Henry and Alshon Jeffrey uh, bandwagon as well. But I, I really feel like this is an obvious one. And Ryan will probably disagree with me. But I I want the veteran here, the guy that can catch three touchdowns any given week and carry you to a victory. And if that only lasts for one more season or two more seasons or however long Gronk wants to play, I want him on my team for that long. Yeah, so when you're – I'm, again, just kind of thinking about this as if I were building a team, drafting a a startup uh, dynasty team, and this is that late third-round range, early fourth round, and – when you're on the clock, you know, it's easy to narrow it down to one player from each position. And then, and then you, you have to decide, do I want the running back here? Do I take my tight end one or or whatever the situation may be? So doing it that way, I easily prefer Chubb to Jordan Howard and Derrick Henry. That part is the easy part. And then like Dan said, it's more of a comparison of Chubb versus Gronk versus Alshon and I think, Dan, I am going to agree with you. I think I would take Gronkowski there as well. Um, and Chubb versus Alshon is close for me. I'd probably lean towards Nick Chubb, but out of this group, I'm taking Gronk. It's really interesting. This one's really interesting to me, guys, because Gronkowski, to me, when I look through our ADP every month, he represents one of the biggest bargains in our game to me. And when I compare him against other tight ends, like we just talked about Kelsey, who falls at 29, and and really, I really like Kelsey, and that means Kelsey might be a bargain as well. So it seems to me that the tight ends, now that Gronk has fallen a little bit, we're not seeing that same representation of our tight end one in our ADP. Therefore, these guys that are considered the top options at the position – our, our values. So, um, you know, to see these guys compared to Nick Chubb is is really head-scratching to me because it's a slam dunk, if you ask me. 
Yeah, I agree. I think Gronk is is the the easy winner here. Chubb would be my second. I prefer him over the th- other three guys. And just to kind of expound on that point there, Dan, I agree. I, I think I think it, tight end all, 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 a lot of times kind of gets grouped in with quarterback. Like it's a position you should wait on because you know there's a bunch of them that produce. But at a tight end position, it's different. There's not a bunch of them that are going to produce. There's five or so guys, maybe six guys, depending on how you feel about. Uh, uh, Hunter Henry and Jimmy Graham and and the the rookies from last season, uh, excluding Evan Ingram. But there's there's a nice, comfy, warm feeling about being able to plug one of those top five guys in. And if you can get at the end of the third round, early fourth round, get Gronk there and just forget about about that position until he retires or gets hurt. I mean, there's there's something to really be said for that. And I think it is quite a bit different than than the quarterback position where, as we just discussed in that little exercise, we can wait until the late 20s and still be comfortable with uh, who we're going to get there. So let's move on to this next group. The next two running backs are going to be thrown. Rookies are going to be thrown together because they're so close. Rashad Penny is at 44 and Sony Michelle at 46. The players surrounding them are Aaron Rodgers at 42, Josh Gordon at 43, Zach Ertz at 45, Carson Wentz at 47, and Mark Ingram. Back to you, Dan. Uh, talk to me about this group. Mm, it's an interesting group. Again, it seems like every group is. And there's so much risk associated with it and for all different kinds of reasons. So you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz in this tier. And their risk is has nothing to do with their personality or anything. It's, it's that drafting a quarterback that high in a single quarterback league, how that can set you back so much. And then you look at Josh Gordon and the risk that we all know about associated with him and now Mark Ingram with, with the suspension. And we don't know what that's going to do to his ADP now in a, in a month. It might be a little bit different because of it. So uh, there there's a lot of question marks. And I don't like to take a quarterback this high in a single quarterback league. So I'm going to land right in the middle on it and for the third straight time go with the tight end and take Zach Ertz among this group. Now I like Penny plenty. I, I've, I've been critical uh, of his game and, and things like that and, and I may not be as high as others but I, he's not a guy that I do, absolutely don't want on my team and I'm a fan of Sony Michelle. In fact, I'd take Michelle over Penny. But if I'm building a team like I typically do and, and I want that guy that is going to be plugged into my lineup, and obviously it would change if you had taken Gronkowski the round prior, but Zach Ertz is the guy that is consistent and plays on a great offense and has an excellent quarterback delivering the ball to him. I'm going to take Ertz and check tight end off my box and, and move on later to get that useful running back. I think this is a tough one too, and so often, especially early in drafts, and and I consider this still early. We're talking about that fourth round range. You're you're focusing on wide receivers and running backs as you build that core of your team. But looking at this group, Gordon, the wide receiver, Ingram, the running back, who we do expect to fall in in next month's ADP, those are the first two I would eliminate, and it comes down to those quarterbacks. Uh, two Ertz and and these two rookie running backs and it's just so close that I guess I would side in the end probably with both rookie running backs but it's again really splitting hairs I I mean we see Penny going somewhere around that 1.03 Michelle maybe closer to the middle of the first round and now I'm kind of thinking about trade value and uh, I mean I've said plenty of times that Startup ADP is not a, it's not a trade chart or a trade tool, but this at least kind of gives you an idea of the range. And I would have a, a difficult time trading, uh, trading a top five pick for 
either of these quarterbacks, not because they're not worth it, but just because of the, uh, the cost we could spend on some of those other guys, like we were talking about in that quarterback conversation. Why pay, why pay the one three for Rogers when you can pay the two three for Ben Roethlisberger or Rivers or or maybe even probably even cheaper than that, honestly. So I'm gonna go with uh, with both the running backs here, but it, again, it's really close with the quarterbacks and Ertz for me. Yeah, I echo those sentiments. I I would love to have Rogers here, but like you guys mentioned, the opportunity cost of, of missing out on a running back or wide receiver is just too much here. I think I'll go Michelle Ertz and then Penny after that. And if we're going to keep going, I would throw probably Josh Gordon in directly after that, just for that upside. But I really don't like drafting Gordon that 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 high, honestly. But that's the that's the cost you got to pay to get to get someone like him right now. Um, let's move on to the next guy, Ronald Jones. He comes in at 53 overall in our May startup ADP. Surrounding him are Lashawn McCoy, Demarius Thomas at 52, Deshaun Watson at 54, and Russell Wilson at 55. Ryan, uh, do you want the rookie in this amongst this group? Yeah, pretty easily in this group. Uh, really no contest with McCoy and Thomas for me versus Ronald Jones, even though I'm not a huge fan of his. I, I do have some questions about his, uh, I guess, his long-term impact uh, on dynasty teams, but I'm I'm still taking him over those two veterans. And and then the quarterback's kind of the same thing as the the last group. I'd, I'd rather just uh, spin that draft capital at a later spot yeah and you know this seems like the group of all the groups we're going to talk about here this is the group where i'd be digging maybe a little bit lower into the adp to to find the guy i would draft if we were doing a startup because i like Lashawn mccoy plenty but a, a guy that's going to be 30 uh and taking him this high is is a gamble I'm not willing to take. I really like Deshaun Watson, and I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan, but again, I'm not taking those quarterbacks. And Demarius Thomas, his age becomes a factor as well. So like Ryan, I'd take Ronald Jones, but uh, really I, I might be digging a little bit deeper into that ADP uh, before making that selection. One running back that uh, just missed the cut here, and it was totally an arbitrary cutoff. I was just kind of going for the two players on either side of, of the rookies. But just before this cutoff was Jarek McKinnon at running back 21 or basically a ADP of 50. If he was in the conversation, would that change your mind versus Jones? Yeah, it would for me. I, I'd take McKinnon over this entire group and and over Jones. Just like Jones, the opportunity is through the roof and – and McKinnon was given all that money and has shown the explosiveness just like Jones again, but he's done it at the NFL level and uh, is still only 26, I believe. So, so I'd take McKinnon over Jones. And Ryan, you agree? Yes. Yeah, I agree. McKinnon for me is there, there as well. Yeah, McKinnon for me, if he was in, in this group and then Jones right after that, just like you guys. Um, love the landing spot. Not a big fan of the player. It just seems like all of these rookie running backs outside of Saquon, it, it, the, the ones that I liked went to bad spots and the ones I didn't like went to good spots. So <laughs> uh, that kind of sucks for, for all of us. But the next group here, Royce Freeman comes in at 65, surrounding him, David Funches at 63, Will Fuller at 64, Calvin Ridley at 66. Cortland Sutton at 67. So we've got a number of rookies here, and, and well, really, all, they're all wide receivers and, and a couple of rookies, Ryan. Uh, where are you going here? This is a tough one. In general, none of these players are guys that would be on my target list, either in a, a startup draft or if we're talking about established teams and, and looking at a trade or or anything like that. So 
like Dan said earlier, I might be digging a little deeper, but picking from this group, yeah, I guess I would go with, I, I would probably go with Freeman and just hope for some big time year one impact and maybe a trade situation. Unlike Ryan, I, I'm a, I, I do target one of these guys, and that's Kelvin Ridley, of course. I have him a little higher than Royce Freeman in my rookie rankings. So it seems to me that Ridley, uh, just by my general feeling of where he should be, is undervalued. Um, in fact, looking through ADP, it, it seems like there's uh, easily a half a dozen players that I would value Ridley higher. So, so I would consider him a, a top 60 option, maybe even a top 55 option if I really came down to it. Um, Ridley, even though I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that would build through veterans and, and try to win now, uh, he might be the exception to that rule of this rookie class, especially outside of Barkley at the top. Uh, Ridley's the guy I want here, and it, it really isn't much of a contest, although Freeman is the easy, easy choice for uh, the second spot. Yeah, I, I went back and forth between those two as well, but I'm going back to my rookie board, which has Royce Freeman at 104, so I got to take the, the running back here, but uh, certainly couldn't argue with somebody that wanted Ridley. It was, it was really a surprise that you went that way, Dan. I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, jumping over to this next group this last group of running backs uh, or sorry this last rookie running back we're just talking about the top eight here um, for time's sake carry on johnson comes on at 71 surrounding him robert woods at 69 Devonte parker at 70 sterling shepherd at 72 and david and joku at 73 dan uh, i know you still got that Devonte parker love are you taking him over carry on johnson uh I don't, I don't know if it's love. There's a lot of interesting names here. I like Devontae Parker just fine, and I'm a Carrion Johnson guy as well. I like him. Uh, Robert Woods is a guy I'm building my teams around as well, so he's an interesting name. And Sterling Shepard still has the youth and, and that offense and all the good things that come across, across there. So this was a tough one for me, and I think I agree with the, the ADP when it comes down to it. Although I might bump Carrion Johnson down one and take the three wide receivers ahead of him in a little bit different order. Robert Woods, then Sterling Shepard, Devontae Parker, then I'd go with Carrion Johnson and, and Joku. But this is a really nice group to choose from for me. Seems like uh, you guys might uh, might disagree and have Parker at the bottom of that list. Yeah, I don't know. This, this is kind of, uh, I kind of like this group as well. Um even though we're we're kind of into the, we're into the seventies here overall, so getting into that uh, sixth seventh round range, I think I would actually flip it though. These these all feel like upside guys. We've seen uh, some some glimpses certainly from Shepard and Parker. Robert Woods really last year was essentially a breakout year for him, and and uh, after being in the league for uh, several years, so all of these guys feel like upside plays to me and i'm i'm just gonna go with the one i like the best which is david njoku that's fair i think i have to stick with carry on here robert woods is very attractive though up there um but it's kind of 1a and 1b with those two for me um so that wraps up the running backs you guys let's talk about uh, uh the dalton line as it were with with running backs assuming that we're starting two running backs in the, in, a, in a standard kind of start one running back to sorry one quarterback two running back three wide receiver one tight end league 
Uh, as that running back to Dan, who would be the last person, the last player, the last running back you would want to be starting in that running back two spot on a competitive dynasty team that's looking to win in, in 2018? This is probably the toughest position to choose, if you ask me. Um, and, and maybe if not for the Mark Ingram suspension and, and some of the other news that was out there, it'd be it'd be a little bit easier. But I think ADP really reflects to me where that line is. Now, as you go through ADP, you see Jarek McKinnon at 21, who I'd be happy with, and LaShawn McCoy at 22. I'd be just fine with him as my second running back as well. After that, it gets to some youth with Ronald Jones and then Tevin Coleman, a few other names like Kenyon Drake and Jay Ajayi, and that's where the line really hits for me. I, I'm not comfortable with Jay Ajayi. I don't feel real good about Carrion Johnson, who's a little bit below, or Alex Smith, Deion Lewis. It seems to be a little bit higher for me. So the guy that sticks out as the obvious last guy I really want and, and feel really good about as my running back too is LaShawn McCoy. Despite his age, uh, still an elite talent and, and has put up numbers that reflect that. Um, some of those young guys and, and those guys that maybe had their first taste of, of dynasty success uh, like Kenyon Drake and, and some of the others. Uh, I'd, I'd be a little bit queasy with those guys as my second running back. Uh, give me McCoy or McKinnon, somebody in that range instead. Yeah, Dan Dan and I are in lockstep today. McCoy was the guy I had pegged as well, running back 22. Looking at the, the players below him, there's, there's a really strong chance, almost a certainty, that one or two of these guys are going to end up being a safe running back two each week, or or maybe even a running back one. Ronald Jones, Kenyon Drake, Freeman. Uh, he mentioned Ajayi, I think, and and then even deeper Collins and uh, and Aaron Jones, one of one of your all's favorites. Any of those guys are possibilities. But if we're talking about the the last guy I feel comfortable with on a contender right now, it would it would also be McCoy. You know, the big difference here is th- there's a lot of names that are interesting among that group that you're talking about, Ryan. I, I want Aaron Jones on my team, but obviously I want him as my third running back. And I want Marlon Mack and I want Chris Thompson. And, and there's a lot of really nice names among this group, but they're running back threes for a reason. And if you're relying on these guys to be your running back two, you're... Uh, you're really hoping and praying for for some big seasons out of some lesser known players. For me, I, I think I could go a little lower. I think I am okay with Ajayi as my running back too, and even even a little lower than that. With it, just feels like Colin has that job wrapped up for 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 2018 at least. Um, I did mention earlier that I think Kenneth Dixon might have something to say about that. But right now, it really appears that he has that locked down. And if you're going to get that heavy workload from him on that team, then I feel okay with that. Going a little bit lower, if we could just figure out which Packers running back it was going to be, Dan, I would be okay with with Aaron Jones, too, if it was going to be him. Uh, farther down, it gets really dicey. I, I was, I was going to say Carlos Hyde, but with Chubb there, I think it's pretty likely that, or may, maybe not likely, but at least possible that Chubb could outplay him this offseason and just take that, that starter role outright from him. And they, they could even just trade Hyde. Um, we've, we've seen that a few times in the league. So somewhere down in that late 20s range, I, I think I could be okay with, depending on the strength of my wide receivers and, and the rest of the players on my team. Um, but, yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much right in here with somewhere in, in the, in the mid-20s, you guys. So if you are in a startup and you, you agree with Dan and Ryan, LaShawn McCoy is, is 
is your your last comfortable starter at a running back two position, make sure you get him in the top 50 picks because that's about where his ADP is currently. You know, the more interesting question might be in a in a standard league with one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a couple flexes, is which running back, if you dig a little deeper, is is the last guy you're comfortable putting in your starting lineup? Yeah, because there's obviously a difference. Sometimes that's your running back four. Sometimes it might be your running back three, and a lot of times it ends up being your your fifth wide receiver instead. But then those names that you were mention, mentioning, Matt, are, are a lot more interesting to me. Uh, they're, they're guys I'm comfortable starting, but I don't want to, I certainly don't want to depend on them as my second guy and potentially my top guy if, if that number one goes down. If we're talking about flex, I would be willing to go all the way down to running back 38 with Chris Thompson. I think he can provide some nice consistency on a week-to-week basis with that PPR upside. And, you know, he has that nice floor because of the PPR upside, but also has the ceiling, too, if he's able to take one of those catches to the house. So I'm willing to go all the way down to 38 at that point. Ryan, how about you? Yeah, that that certainly changes things. Um, and one thing we haven't really mentioned is – that a lot of these players that are maybe being drafted ahead of some of the names we're mentioning in that dynasty format, obviously doesn't mean we're comfortable starting, you know, you said 38. It doesn't mean we're comfortable starting 38 different running backs. There's uh, some of these younger players, rookies, especially that uh, they carry value, but that doesn't mean we're ready to rely on them as starters. Um, with the flex question, though, I think we could go even lower. Uh, C.J. Anderson at r- running back 42. Um, that that's probably as low as we can as low as we can go. Crowell at 40 is interesting. He should get uh, plenty of uh, plenty of touches there, if nothing else. But um, yeah, that that changes things a little. Yeah, bit. you mentioned the three names that jumped off to me. Chris Thompson was an obvious one, and Crowell, and then C.J. Anderson. Uh, there, there's a lot of value down there, and typically most of us, for sure, the three of us, play in deeper leagues where you're not just starting two running backs on a week-to-week basis. You have to dip into that group uh, for your flex spot as well. So, so if you're if you're digging that deep, you can feel good about those players. But like I said earlier, just not as that second guy that you're depending on every week. What about Theo Riddick all the way down there, running back fifty? Are you okay with his his PPR production on a weekly basis in a deeper league? That backfield is so muddled. There's there's so many names, and, and it seems like we have to figure some of that out uh, before we can get too excited about any of them. Of the, of the group that's there, he's the obvious guy that has a role already in place. So like you were saying earlier when you when you talked about Chris Thompson, he has that pass-catching upside and the potential – to, to be an every week four to five catches and at least put up solid numbers that you feel good about. So I, I don't feel terrible about Theo, Theo Riddick being that fourth running back and, and maybe a flex guy. Uh, I'd certainly like to have a couple of wide receivers that are in the same group that, that you can play the matchups with and, and maybe uh, go a different direction on when necessary. Since, since we are right there, Ryan, uh, I'm looking at this. Chris Thompson at... Uh, a running back 38 
105 off the board. He's 27 years old, has a pass-catching role. Theoretic running back 50 at 164. So 60, 60-ish spots separating the two at the same age. They have basically the same role. What, what's the difference between Theoretic and Chris Thompson? Is there any? I think, yeah, I mean, I just think the the value gap is created by the, some monster games that uh, that Thompson had last year. And, and even with that injury, um, there's a little more clarity in Thompson's role, right? I mean, in, in Detroit, they brought in the, the goal line back and then they draft Johnson and, uh, and Abdullah's still there for now. I mean, I, there were even trade rumors surrounding Riddick not so long ago. So um, there's at least, at least more, um, I guess, comfort in, in taking Thompson. But I, I think that's, that, that's a good arbitrage play, if nothing else. I, I think the difference lies strictly in the coaching staff. Now, we haven't seen what Matt Patricia is going to do in Detroit. And we, we have no clarity that, that that role is absolutely locked up and that he won't fall in love with one of these other options to be a three-down tailback or to, to bite into that theoretic role a little bit. We know exactly how the Washington Redskins feel about Chris Thompson even to the point that they were letting him get early down carries uh, in in the fourth quarter of games, just because that coaching staff trusts him and sees him as as a reliable player at the position. So, so I I think the bump relies completely on the or excuse me the the coaching staff and trusting that coaching staff to to stick with Chris Thompson. Uh, there's no reason that we shouldn't expect them to continue to do that. We're going we're gonna to wrap up here in just a minute. I don't want to ru- have to rush through wide receiver and tight end, so we'll save that for next week's episode. We'll do the same exercise with them. But since we're talking about these lower running backs here that you could potentially want to start in a flex, one more name I want to throw out at you guys uh, as someone who I think is pretty interesting is Giovanni Bernard. He's been in the league, seems like, forever, but he's only 26 years old, just has Joe Mixon in front of him who did, you know, we expect big things from this year but didn't look great last year at times. And really – Bernard is just one injury away from, uh, you know, the lion's share of the workload there. There's not really anyone else behind him there now that Hill is gone. You know, you can talk about the last year's rookie Brian Hill out of Wyoming if you want, but really Bernard here could be, you know, I hate to throw around the word league winner, but if Mixon goes down and you've picked up Giovanni Bernard in the one late 150s in your startup draft, he could be a real player for you. Yeah, he's one, he's one of the guys I target when when we're down there even if you don't have Mixon because as as recently as late last season, I think it was week 16 when he got that opportunity to be that bell cow running back, he 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 was shining uh, 20 plus carries for for over 100 yards and a score and still caught six or seven balls. I think it was against Detroit late in the season in week uh, 17, I, I believe. Uh, but had a really, really nice game and, and opened a lot of eyes and certainly caught my eye when we saw that. Late in that late in, in the 2017 season, Bernard played well down the stretch and, and was getting double-digit carries regularly and uh, averaging five yards a carry regularly. So a guy that certainly shouldn't uh, disappear off of Dynasty radars and should be considered by, by anybody looking to throw that dart at a running back in that range. Yeah, I really like Bernard. Uh, Bernard as a target as well, and or as a buy low guy, a, a a draft target late in your 
in your startup draft, whatever the case may be, I, I do think he he can serve a purpose on your dynasty team, even if there's not a mix and injury. Right. Um, I, I don't think, you know, we heard a lot as Mixon entered the league this time last year about what a strong pass catcher he was. And I, I didn't see, I mean, he was certainly adequate, but he's not, to me, I didn't see enough to put him on that Riddick, Thompson, Duke Johnson level as, as one of the best pass catching uh, running backs. And to me, I still consider Gio the best the best pass catcher in that backfield. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier about the coaching staff in Washington and how Jay Gruden trusts <laughs> that that running back there uh, with Thompson. And, and I think the same can be said in Cincinnati that, that the coaching staff there sees Bernard as their veteran guy that's been in the system and can be trusted, especially when called upon. He's not just going to disappear for sure. Uh, I, I just think there's, there's, like Ryan said, value, especially as a trade target. Uh, he seems like a guy that that some dynasty owners have have turned their back on and and made an add-on in in trades uh, value values there with Bernard for sure. Yep, uh, I'm totally in agreement with you guys there with Bernard. Um, but let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. This has been episode 307 of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We will be back again with you next week with the wide receivers and tight ends for my buddy Dan and my buddy Ryan. Uh, Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next episode.